Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. If you want, I might. <laughs> no. Um, I first want to start out just saying how honored I am this whole morning. Just watch. Well, it actually started last night. We went over to some people's houses that were honoring your pastors. And I'm just going to say from the heart of, of a pastor, from the heart of a missionary, to see people honor and recognize that gift is so huge. And, and I am just honored to be a part of this. I, I was sitting there this morning and I said, I kind of feel like the person that, you know, uh, snuck into the party kind of. <laughs> but I do feel part of this family and I haven't met a lot of you face to face and some we've met on Facebook and nothing else. And, um, but I'm just honored to be here. I know there's much more than 30 more years ahead of Word of Life. And um, yes, and lots of things to do. So prepare yourselves, all four of you and all the ones that are leaders. You know, listen to the Lord. Listen to what he says. And I know you do. But, you know, not just in the spiritual side. We have to take care of ourselves. There's a lot ahead. And Okay, I was joking when I said turn it off when I'm supposed to stop. Okay. Now, I, we, were, we were talking, uh, those of you that hadn't met me before, I'm a, less of a person than I was before. <laughs> Jason can attest to that. During COVID, I um, locked down. We were locked down over six months. I, I decided it was time to make changes in my life. And one of the reasons I did that um, was because I knew there's a lot more ahead of me and I had to start taking care of myself. So I'm just sharing that from the heart of what God's done in me and taught me that I just encourage, I'm encouraging we have to, we have to, and that's nothing for any other reason. Anyway, um, 412, why 412? I just want to say that because as far as what we put on Facebook, we're Mission 412 Guatemala, and our church is Mission 412 Shayla. And it's because Ephesians 411 says, now the gifts are, these are the gifts that Christ gave the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. And 412 says, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And that's our heart. That's what we do. We, we are trying, you know, we've said our, our church is not a huge church, but we don't expect it to ever be because we expect it to be a rotating door. We expect people to come in, to be equipped, to be prepared, and to fulfill God's call on their life. And that may take them out the door, but that's okay because we're all one big body. We're all one big church. And so that's why, even though it doesn't sound like a normal church name, that's why we said, and that's why we put mission instead of church, was because that is our mission, that's our heart, that's what we're doing. And so it looks different, it looks a lot different right now because, you know, we're still in, in a lot different situation with COVID and stuff. And so right now we're doing a lot of online and it's been, 
Just like I know you guys went through, it was, it's just a hard thing trying to readjust, but we do it in different ways. We do it through school outreaches. We do it with mentorship with the pastors and leaders. We have our church in Shayla. We have a, a tutoring program in one of the markets with one of our ladies works with us. And we get the little kids that are, are working in market and some of them have never gone to school. Some of them are 10, 11, 12, 13 and haven't learned to read. And we pull them in and we sit them down and we teach them and we get them to know th that God loves them and he's taking care of them. But, uh, but we also help prepare them in the natural so that they can be more than just the shoe shine or more than just, so they can know. We go into to one school in, in a city right near us called Cajola. And you know, there, um, the culture, especially the Mayan culture, is very um, closed-minded still, even to this day on a lot of, a lot of times we have to, to almost beg, bargain, and plead for the parents to let the girls continue after sixth grade because they don't necessarily educate the, the, the girls. And you know, we, we sit with them and we sit, and the guys too, because we love them all. The guys are, they're just wild, but that's all teenage guys, right? I mean, I think that's across the board, across the world, everywhere, okay? Um, and, and that we sit with them and we always tell them every year, I said, guys, I don't, won't know all of you. I said, but I expect to see some of you one day walking and you're going to be the future doctors. You're going to be the future lawyers. You're going to be those things because God has put in each and every one of you the ability and nothing limits God. And that's what we try to get them to know. Yes, you're in a, in a poor community. Yes, you're, you, you have limitations physically, it seems in the natural, but there are no limits with God. And if God has said it, God can do it. You know, he, he, he can do all those things that are impossible. You know, and, and I just wanna thank Jason right now. I just wrote my husband a minute ago and I said, I understand why I'm here now. Because when we, had, we made this plan, it was the hardest, I have to tell you this, it was the hardest thing to call Jason and say, only one of us is coming because this was probably the first time ever we had had the opportunity of both of us to come out alone because we have three girls, <laughs> but they're grown now. So now we could, we could kind of technically leave them and, and come up. But, you know, I kept looking, John, John, we got to buy tickets. Okay. Nothing. John, we really need to buy tickets. I need to tell Jason something. But there was something in me and there was something in John. And finally one day I was like, John, we're supposed to be traveling in two weeks. He's going to start asking. <laughs> He's going to be like, what's up? And John looked at me and he said, we need to talk. And I said, I know exactly what you're about to say. There's just a lot going on in Guatemala. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> and it just wasn't the right time. It was a hard thing to say. And so when we first decided it wasn't the right time for both of us to be out at the same time, my heart wanted my husband to go because he's just... We started 2020 losing a dear friend and fellow minister in Guatemala that was probably John's best friend there. And literally he got back on a Tuesday and Sunday we were locked down. You know, so it's just, it was just a very hard year and I watched him battle and I thought, you need a break. And he said, no, you need to go. But I was sitting there this morning and I knew what God was telling me and I knew there was a reason and I just wrote him and I said, thank you for listening to God. And thank you for sending me because it's gonna make us both better. So honored to be here. And I just wanna say, you know, one thing that I'm trying to do while I'm up, and this is not about us, this is about in general. There are missionaries all over the world and we're all in different places and a lot of us are in third world countries where this situation, what you guys have lived through is bad. 
but what we have seen is heart-wrenching. And what we've had to live through is more than we can handle most days. And I don't even want to get into it because I don't want to give the devil glory. But what I want to say is pray for your missionaries, even if you don't know them. I mean, you can just say, God, I don't know who's in Cambodia. I don't know who's in Vietnam. But I know they're there and I know they're hurting. And I know they need someone to be praying for them. You know, when they locked our borders down, I, I was telling pastors, I said, you know, the distance between me and my family didn't change at all. For 25 years, we've been in Guatemala, 25 years. I said, for 25 years, it's been that same distance between me and my family. But when they blocked the borders, when they said, you can't leave, it sure felt a whole lot bigger. It sure felt a whole lot scarier. And you know, there's things that, because of our different perspectives, sometimes we're even scared to talk about. I'm talking in general, I'm not talking about me, and I'm talking about missionaries worldwide. We're kind of afraid to say it, because we've watched and we've seen, and we've seen the political side of things that y'all have dealt with, and we've seen, and we, and we understand. But we're kind of afraid that if I say this, they're really, they don't understand, and then, then I'm gonna get, and, and we do sometimes pray for them. There are people out there, and in your pastors as well, because I am sure that in this church it's happened. You know, we in Guatemala, we lost people to this ugly virus that comes from the pit of hell. I don't care who made it or didn't make it or what. It comes from the pit of hell, and there's no other place. We lost people from this virus that we didn't think, we never saw coming. And in Guatemala, I was explaining, they give us six hours to bury a COVID death. Six hours, hours. And if you happen to die in a city that's not where you're from, you're buried in that city and they don't, there's no option. And when they give you that six hours, they still only let two of the family members go with the body to the graveyard. And this is a group, this is, this is a culture that we would be, I mean, you know, John and I have done funerals where we've, went to the house at six in the morning and we went home at three in the morning the next day just to change so that we could be back for the funeral in a few hours. Like, I mean, that's what we're used to. These are people not being able to say goodbye. These are families watching a plastic wrapped casket in the back of an ambulance leave their house and they'll, they can't even go to visit at the, the cemetery because the cemeteries are closed and we're not allowed in. So when I say it's a different feel for the people they're dealing with, your heart breaks. When they call you and they say, this and this is, this is going on and you can't go because you're not allowed. You know, there have been days that John and I felt very helpless. It's like, God, we're here and I know we're praying and I know, you know, everybody said prayer is the best thing you can do. Absolutely. Absolutely, I know that here and here, I know that. But when it's someone you've loved on for years and you wanna be by their side and you wanna grab their hand and you can't, or when you lose that friend, when you get the call and the friend's gone and you haven't seen her in a year and six months because the family wouldn't let her out of the house and wouldn't let anybody in the house, those are hard days. 
and this is not really what I thought I'd share, but it's just, I really have on my heart to ask for you to pray for missionaries, not me. Yes, me, I'm part of it. But in general, I've talked with so many and for pastor and for pastors because we're also frontline workers and sometimes it's a little forgotten. But in Guatemala, things are, are what they are. That's what I tell people. It's there, it's here, we live with it. So where do we go? We keep giving hope. Our mission changed a good bit because, you know, we, we've always, always, because I think Jason's even been with us, we've taken things to hospitals, we've given out food. We've always done those things, but that became a very focal point of our life last year because as things got locked down and we have so many people that are day laborers that would go out that had no job, you know, just keeping them fed, you know, rice, beans. You know, I laughed. I said, you know, uh, you know, I was reading all the Facebook posts, and I said, up here, I don't know what the difference is, but in the United States, you guys were worried you were going to run out of toilet paper. Like, that was the thing y'all couldn't buy anywhere. Toilet paper was the thing. I was like, we have plenty of toilet paper. But, you know, you had to pray to God to know which store to go to to get rice or beans, because that's what we couldn't find anywhere. You know, our rice and beans were gone and eggs. But, you know, we would, we, we would take these things and we would go out. And that's what we're still doing some because we are still dealing with a lot of the, of the restrictions. We're back to doing a lot online. One th you know, we had some amazing things that happened. You know, our church grew. We closed doors with two or three people um, that helped us with worship. We opened and we have a full worship team. It all happened during lockdown. How did that happen? God is big and he's amazing. You know, and, and we, we, we shut doors and, you know, we, we had our little ministries. When we opened the doors now, we have a, a new youth group that, that came under us. We had a, one of my granddaughter's teachers, um, he was doing a, a youth group type thing, but all on his own, not through a church. And he got to uh, knowing us and we got to knowing him and he started coming, calling John. We didn't, it was all on, on Skype. And uh, they would do stuff and he said you know I just really feel like I'm supposed to I'm dropping tissues y'all don't want that that I'm uh, supposed to bring our this youth group under your church and so he did he brought that and we, we, we he came in and now he's part of it so the church started you know we, we, we saw growth and that's what I told people I said don't ever say that they closed the church they didn't close the church they closed a, they closed a door you know they closed a door so what God made sure we had other ways. God made sure that things could happen. And they happened, and they're happening. And I know I'm just blessed. This is, I, I, being totally honest, in, let's see, we closed down first of, well, about the time you guys did, sometime in March, right, of 2020. And this is the first normal service I've been in since, like as far as, but I would say where I see people, where there's no masks. I mean, we do everything. We sing everything with masks on still. And, um, and don't see that changing anytime soon. And, um, and we, we're still limited. I mean, we don't have chairs this close together at all. <laughs> and so this is a blessing to me to see this. It's a hope because I know we're going to get there. You know, this, this is going to end. It, it's, it, I never imagined it was going to be this long, but, but just, you know, we were talking the other day, long and shorter relative. Long and shorter relative. You know, it's just 30 years. You got another 30 years. If all of that, we missed six months, eight months of being in here, that's a small thing. You know, it's small things. Don't let the small things become the big things. 
Because these small things, you know, God takes weird moments to really refocus us. He, if we listen to him, that's what, you know, one of the things we were, we were talking about with people down there. We said, you know, we saw two types of people. We saw people that fell into the depression and said, well, I didn't, there's nothing I can do. And we saw other people that said, well, you know what? The market's closed. I can't, sell, I can't go there to sell my vegetables, but I can go door to door in the hours they let us out. And, and they would send us messages on, on, on WhatsApp. We use WhatsApp down there. On WhatsApp saying, you know, we're going to be coming by this week at this time. Do you want bananas? Do you want this? You know, and, and God gave ideas to those who asked. You know, the Bible says he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And we have to choose. Are we going to eat and just eat? Or are we going to sow and have much to share? You know, and I just want to thank you guys. Thank y'all for letting us every once in a while steal your pastors as well. We love having them. I don't know, you know, God knew. Terry brought you guys down there, and, and I've told them even in this last year, they've become our inner circle, you know. And, and even Susan and I were talking before we ever had met, and um, I said, you probably thought I was crazy reaching out, and we didn't really even know each other, but, but God knew and I just, we love all of you guys, and when things are back to normal, every one of you are welcome to come down and, and see what we do, and we just thank you for being part of Mission 412. We love you guys. Some people would say, man, I don't want to go on the mission field because I don't know what I'm going to have to eat. I can tell you this, don't, if you're concerned about what you're going to eat, don't go with Pastor Daniel, but go with me. Um, <laughs> Because I, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I don't know. I eat better in Guatemala than I eat here. And uh, when me and Albert went, yeah, we ate steak every day. Every, every day. Every single day. <laughs> Just, if you, it depends on the trip. We may not eat steak every day, but we're going to eat good. Pastor Daniel will take care of you too. I give him a hard time because he'll eat anything. Um, but... Amen. Um, I, I want to do one thing very quickly because we really are trying to stay conscious of time and normally we're out by now and we have a couple more things to do um, today. But um, this launches Mad Love Week, um, which is very important for Word of Life and it's something that we do, our, our core values, and we have these on the wall over here. Um, we'll do whatever it takes to show you Jesus, the cross behind us, the world before us. Being a Christian is not a duty to be performed, but a relationship to be enjoyed. And the Bible is not a rule book, but it's a revelation of Jesus. And we, those are the, the values that we live by and the values that, that we, we strive for in everything that we do. And so Mad Love Week is something really that we should be doing every day. Every day is Mad Love Day because God's madly in love with us and we should be madly in love with the world, amen? Uh, but Mad Love Week is a concerted effort where we are joining together and we're saying as a church, here's what we're going to do during this week. And so I have to look at um, my notes, but I'm gonna tell you this and then this will be up on our, um, on our social media after church today. Um, and then we will be sending out text messages every day to remind you of these things. But day one, so this is tomorrow, we're doing this a little bit different this year, um, but day one, which is tomorrow, I want you to take time to pray 
for your friends, your family, and your coworkers, okay? Um, this is Mad Love Week. Now, maybe you do this anyway. I hope you do it anyway, but we are the body of Christ, and we're going to join together in one effort, in one mind, in one spirit that we're going to pray for our family, for our coworkers, for our friends um, tomorrow. Tuesday um, is a day that we're going to send encouraging texts, um, calls, things like that. Um, you know, and just the other day, and I just want to give you an example. I was walking in, in Albertsons, and, um, and I saw a friend um, said, hey. I, I didn't say it that way. Wow, what was that? I did not say, hey. I didn't say that. I promise. I, wow, I have no idea what that was. Um, I said, yo, um, gosh, but I said hello, and, um, and, and they just didn't seem 100. Um, don't know what was going on, but it's somebody that I really appreciate, and um, so I, I sent them a text um, the next day, and I just said, um, hey, I just wanted to let you know that, um, that you really encourage me, and I appreciate what you do. I appreciate your friendship. Um, have an awesome day today. Um, I have no idea what was going on in their life, if, if they were having a bad day, or maybe they just had that look on their face, right? And sometimes I just have that look on my face. Um, but take a moment to send uh, some encouraging texts, encouraging calls. Maybe you're the kind of person that sends a card or a written note or something like that. Do that. Whatever it is that's your personality to just encourage somebody else. So we're going to do that on Tuesday. On Wednesday, um, we're going to say thank you. How many know it's good to say thank you, right? So we're going to say thank you to someone who means something to you in your life. Uh, maybe they've, they've taught you things along the way, along the road. Try to think outside of the box. Think, people that maybe you haven't reached out to, you say, you know what, I've never told them how much they mean to me. We're going to go outside of the box and we're going to say thank you on Wednesday. On Thursday, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. And we're going to do something that costs you something financially. Now, what I mean by that, it doesn't have to be extravagant or anything like that. Maybe you take somebody a drink at work because you know what drink they like. Or you buy a candy bar for them. Or maybe you just pay it forward. Or maybe you give a big tip um, at, at lunch or something like that. You're going to use the resources that God has given you out of what you have and you're gonna bless somebody else. So on Thursday, we're putting our money where our mouth is. On Friday, we're gonna love a stranger. We're gonna reach out to somebody that we don't know. Now maybe that's, that's a monetary thing. Maybe it's just sharing the love of Jesus with somebody. May, I don't know what you're going to do on that day, but what I know is that we're just gonna reach out to somebody that we don't know and show them that Jesus loves them. Amen. That God is madly in love with them. Day six, this is Saturday, and this is Acts of Kindness Day. And so we're either going to, you're going to take food to somebody. You're going to, and, and some of these overlap, I realize that. But maybe you're going to wash somebody's car. You're going to mow somebody's yard. You're going to, I don't know what you're going to do. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. It's Acts of Kindness Day. And then my favorite day Day seven, this is next Sunday morning, is going to be testimony day, where you're going to talk about what God did in you, what God did through you. You're going to talk about how your life was changed by you just being the hands, feet, and voice of Jesus. Amen? 
Mad Love Week 2021 starts tomorrow morning. Get plugged in. Make this a part of your week because it's going to be uh, incredible, okay? I promise you that. Pastor Daniel is going to come up. He's going to share just a few more words with us. Stay hooked up. I know we're going to go a little bit long. It's okay because normally we say we want to beat people to the restaurant. We're going to let them clear out first today before we get there. Um, so, and I know that, that it's the start of the football season and all that stuff. Hang with us, okay? Um, because we're gonna, after Pastor Daniel talks, we're going to close out with a song. Um, and it's going to seal all this in today, all right? It's been a really special day. We love you guys. Tony's taking care of you. Tony is the man. Try it. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, it's me. No? Okay. Well, see, here's the deal. If we go a little bit long, then you have to suffer through the, the, your team losing a little bit less. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just want to hit a, a few quick points this morning. Uh, you know, I, I already preached impromptu this morning, and so uh, for that reason, uh, we're going to hit just some some highlight points this morning. Uh, I had intended to call this uh, all for love because everything we do for the last 30, 30 years has been all for love. And first of all, you know, we... Um, we have done what we do because, first of all, God loved us. And because God loved us, we love him. The Bible tells us that we, we love because he first loved us. See, we're not even capable of, of love Anyway, we're not even capable of love except for the fact that I'm gone again. So, I, I turn it off right here. We're going back to this. We're not even capable of love until we know we're loved. And, uh, uh, but once we begin to understand that, then the natural thing that happens is love begins to uh, to grow on the inside of us. And I've shared this before that, that uh, the Bible calls Jesus the son of his love. One translation calls him his dear son. But I love the translation that calls him the son of his love. And uh, so the son of something means that it came as a result or came as a product of someone or you know, so you are the son of your father. You are the product, the offspring of your father. So when it calls Jesus the son of his love, you are the offspring, or Jesus was the offspring of God's love. And the reason that God loved, 
or sent Jesus, the scripture tells us, is because he loved you. And so when we begin to, to grasp that we're the offspring of love, well, you know, if you're the offspring, your uh, parents in the natural, you have their traits, you have their characteristics, you have their name, you have, you know, and you have this, uh, this inheritance that came because of your natural parents. And, um, and so when you begin to grasp and, and understand God's love for you, that he sent Jesus, Jesus was sent as the offspring of the very fact that God so loved you. And in, in all reality, you were in the mind of God even before creation. He created all of this for you. Why did God create the heavens and the earth? He, he, I know man was the last of the creation, but the reason he was the last of the creation was not because you were a, a, the last thought or because you were the second thought. No, you were the first thought. So he created everything to prepare it for you. And then he created you. He wanted it to all be ready when you arrive. And, uh, uh, you know, he, when you have a new baby and you start getting the nursery ready, the, the baby's room at, at home, uh, you know, you don't wait till the baby gets here and then try to find out what the baby likes. No. You anticipate, and the only thing you want to know is, do I go pink or blue? And uh, so you, you do that, and you get the ready, ready the room, and, and you've got to have it ready. There is a deadline. You have to have it ready. Um, you know, Jason was born six weeks early, so we were a little behind. He came because he wanted to help, I think. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, but anyway, you know, we, you, you try to get the room and everything ready. God got all of this ready for you before you arrived, before he created you and put you here. It's all for love. He loved you before you were. Praise God, because you existed in his mind before you existed physically. Praise God. You know, that's, that's why the term, you hear me say it every once in a while, a twinkle in your daddy's eye. You know, because there was something going on there that, uh, you know, uh, you, were a, you were a thought in the mind of God. You were for, first and foremost, you were the last creation but the first thought. Get that? I was the last of the creation, but I was the first thought. Praise God. Now, all because he loved us, we love him. Now, because he loved us, we love him, and because we love him, we love what he loves. And there is where Word of Life Church 
in Carlsbad comes in. Because he loved us, we love him. And because we loved him, we love what he loves. And he loves you. So therefore, see, I, I've told people this, that God didn't create a, uh, a calling for you. He didn't create you and then figure out something for you to do. No, he had a plan for you from the very beginning. You were created for the calling. You were created for the purpose. You were created, and, and I love something. I, I've never heard anyone say it like this, but it just exploded on the inside of me when I heard it said. Uh, you know, I was watching a uh, show on television, a talk show on television one day, a Christian talk show, and uh, Pastor Rick Warren from Saddleback in uh, California uh, was, on the, was on the program that day. And uh, they asked him to, to make some closing remarks at the, and, and lead people to know Jesus at the end of the, uh, of the program. And what Pastor Rick Warren said was, he said, people ask me all the time, why did God create me? And his answer is what blew me away. Uh, because, it, I mean, he nailed it. And you usually, you know, I mean, think of it for a moment. If someone asks you that question, why did God create me? Well, most Christians would answer this way. They would say, well, he created you for worship. He created you for fellowship. He created you for, you know. Uh, but Pastor Rick Warren answered it this way. He said, he created you to love you. It's so, just so simple. He created you to love you because love demands an outlet. When you love, you have to have an outlet. You have to have somebody or something to love. And because the Bible says God is love, therefore, he had to have an outlet for it. So therefore, he created you to love you. And I promise that I would keep it short this morning. And so I'm going to hold true to, to what I said. We can get to this another day, all the, all the rest of the stuff. We, we can get to it another day. But, uh, you know, if I, if I lose you this morning, it's no good anyway, right? So, uh, so anyway, uh, I come down to this. We cannot... We, we will never have a service here at Word of Life where we don't give people an opportunity to receive Jesus. And, you know, sometimes we take it for granted that, oh, well, everybody, they're in church, so they already know Jesus. That's not really true, necessarily. Maybe, but not necessarily. Um, besides that, we broadcast around the world every week. In fact, uh, we talked about that. I really need to go over to this. These things are really a part of a discussion sometimes that of how we need to do things. And I'm not very good at following instructions. But 
So I'm going to go to the, I'm going to look in this camera right here because there are people on the other side of this that need to know Jesus as their personal Savior. They need to know that God created them to love them. They need to know that, that God so loved them that he made all of this for them. And so if you're listening to me, if you're on the other side of this and you have never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, God so loved you. I'm not talking about a general person, just a, a general audience out there. No, I'm talking individuals. God so loved you personally, individually, and I don't know who you are that is hearing this right now. If I did, I'd call you by name because God loved you so much. He knows your name, and he's calling your name right now. And if you've never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to invite you right now to pray this prayer with me, whether you're in this room or whether you're watching on the other side of this camera. I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. And according to God's word, if you mean what you're saying, if you don't mean it, nothing will happen. Don't worry. Nothing is going to jump on you. If you don't mean it, and I lost Mike again. I have to have a mic. There we go. Sorry, I lost the mic. And so if you pray this and you mean it, then the Bible says you will pass from death to life. It says that you will be born again. You will be saved. These are all terms that mean the same thing. You will come into a new relationship. You will become a brand new creature in Christ. You will become brand new on the inside. That's what's going to happen to you if you mean what you're saying. So repeat this after me. Say, God in heaven, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me, that he paid the penalty for all my sins, and then he rose from the dead so I could have new life. And today I choose Jesus to be my Savior. I put my trust completely in what you did at the cross for my salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we wanna hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I wanna encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us. And remember that God is madly in love with you.